Welcome to the Body Grievers Club. This is a podcast aimed to help those who are struggling to make peace with their here and now bodies. I'm your host, Bree, a fat positive body image educator and coach. My goal is to help you feel less alone in your body grief. Join me as we explore the ins and outs of body image, body grief, as you find your way home to your body. Welcome to the club. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Body Grievers Club. We are so excited that you are here and I'm so pumped to get into today's topic. So if you listen to the last episode, we talked about my breaking point with diet culture, with getting to the point where I needed to decide I'm going to keep doing this or I I can't, right? And that's, I think that that's a point that many of us will get to in our body image stories, And so one of the things I wanted to highlight is I shared with everyone how I had had weight loss surgery. Now, I also want to say for the record that if you are a person that is considering having weight loss surgery, you have had weight loss surgery and you are glad that you got weight loss surgery, what is right for me and my body may not have been right for you or your body. And that no matter what, you are still welcome at this table. My table is long enough for you. What I do want to say is that if you are in a raw place of your recovery or you have recently just gotten weight loss surgery, this episode might be triggering for you. So I I had weight loss surgery in 2010 at the advice of my medical team. And it I actually really wanted to have the bypass surgery, but I was so young that they didn't want to do bypass surgery on an individual so young. And I was 19 years old. And I just want you to, for a minute, no matter how old you are, I just want you to think about what are 19 year olds into? I was in college. I wanted to date. I was pretending I ran my campus. I was involved in all these clubs. And, you know, waited last minute to do all my homework because I was so busy hanging out with friends and and being social. And so yet I still yearned to have a smaller body. And I said all of the right things. I said, I'm doing this for health. That turned out to be a lie (laughs) because at the end of the day, I didn't really have any health markers that warranted, aside for my BMI, uh, for getting surgery. And I remember thinking, I was like, I wonder what it's gonna be like. Like I'm gonna have the surgery and the weight is just gonna melt off my body. And I am going to look in the mirror and just think, wow, like there she is. I always thought I lived life in a fat suit and that my real self was hidden underneath uh, all of that. And I remember a few weeks after the surgery, looking in the mirror and being like, all right, I don't, I don't feel it yet. 
maybe it's coming. And again, this goes back to my age and being so young, but also being sold a lie that the weight was just going to melt off of me, but more so that I was going to love how I looked. And several weeks go by and, you know, the newness of the surgery had kind of worn off the impacts of the surgery had set in. And I remember being pissed. I feel like I got sold a bag of lies. And I remember talking to somebody and I said, when does that moment happen? When I go from hating my body to loving it. And this person said to me, yeah, there's no surgery for that. And once again, I was grieved. I was devastated because I had done this. I had given up so much just to have this surgery, thinking it was going to change how I felt about my body. And that's why today's episode is called, It's Not About Your Body. Body image has very little to do with your body. It is a part of it. And it's something that we talk a lot in my body grievers course, and as well as my professional courses, how there are different parts of body image. Some include the perception you have of your body, but a majority of body image is about how you feel about your body. It's far more about your affect or how you believe other people see you and how those thoughts and beliefs impact your body image of yourself, how you view yourself. And so thinking that a surgery that would change my body was going to change my view of myself on the outside, it was never going to deliver on that promise. It couldn't, it, it didn't have the capacity to. And so let's say hypothetically, I had this surgery and I lost weight and then my doctors were proud of me and I was getting all of these dates. I still don't think that would have changed my self-esteem because I still hated my body. One of the things that I think also exacerbated by the surgery was my body dysmorphia. I always hated my body. I always saw myself as bigger than I actually was. And what we know from body dysmorphia, this is probably another podcast episode, is that which is not related to eating disorder behavior, they recommend you don't change that part of your body. So in body dysmorphia, let's say, I believe that my nose is disproportionate. They would recommend against me getting surgery to change the size of my nose because what they would be fearful of happening is well you changed your nose now you got to change something else and it would never be enough and that's exactly how I felt when it came to body images that no matter how much I lost it was never enough there was never a point where I felt satisfied and I also want to bring up that there is a distinct difference between body satisfaction and body peace. I think that we get trapped in this belief that I'm going to love what I look like. 
And that we're gonna talk a little bit about in a future episode. So what do we do when we realize my mindset is a thing that has to change? Why do I still feel like I need to change my body? And this is a concept we cover in my Body Groovers course. We talk about body scapegoating. Body scapegoating is when we put the blame or the responsibility on our bodies. That if my body was smaller, then I'd get more dates. My body was smaller, then I'd be healthier. If my body was smaller, then I'd love myself more. And once again, it actually cannot deliver on what it's promising. And maybe it does for a short time, right? So maybe momentarily you see your health outcomes increase. Is that the only thing? Is a smaller body the only thing, the only reason you have better health outcomes? If it's true that when you go out in a smaller body, you get more dates, are you getting quality dates? Are these people who you don't actually want to get to know or be with? When we look at weight loss, I think a lot of times we look at it with rose-colored glasses. And when we are on this journey of trying to make peace with our body, we have to let go of the idea or the ideals that we've set. And this can suck. So let's just say for hypothetical purposes that you are saying, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make peace with my body, but what if that means that I don't get a date? So what? And I don't mean that in a rude way. That's, <laughs> we used to say this thing in, in college. I was an English major and we'd always talk about our paper needed a so what factor. Why does that bother us so much? And this is something we probably would go into much further depth in my body groovers course. We can acknowledge that it sucks. We don't have to silver line it. We don't have to tie it up with a pretty bow. We can say, yeah, you know what? It sucks that you get less dates because of the body size that you're in. It sucks that you do not get treated with the best medical care because your doctor is going to treat you differently. It sucks. And I talk all about this in my free webinar that can be found on my website, bodyimagewithfree.com. I go over the four steps of sitting in the suck and I go into them in detail, but I'll give you the four steps now. If you want a little bit more in depth, I encourage you to go and watch that, that free webinar. But when we're sitting in the suck, we don't just have to be sad, right? We don't just have to let it, let it suck. First thing we wanna do is we wanna investigate. We want to begin to just understand what's the story I'm telling myself? Why is this bothering me? Why, right? So what? Why, why does it bother me that I'm worried I can't get a date or I can't get quality medical care? Again, we're acknowledging that this is horrible, but what is the story we tell ourselves? Number two, we need to decide if we can manage it. Do I have the ability to explore this right now? And if I can't, 
what are my coping skills? What coping skills do I have at the ready that I can be like, you know what? I just went to the doctor and the doctor was rude to me and I feel dysregulated. What can I do to take care of myself now? What coping skills do I know that I have to help me regulate once again? Number three, honor the suck. This is a part of the grief work. It doesn't mean you have to like it. It doesn't mean that you have to be comfortable with it. What does it look like to honor that suck? Sometimes when I'm working with clients, I will just share with them, I am sitting in the suck with you because there is nothing else to say. Sometimes honoring the suck is processing it. And a lot of times it's just letting ourselves feel the uncomfortable feelings. But again, going back to two, managing, do I have the capacity for this? And the final step of sitting in the suck is assessing it. We don't need to move to a reframe. Only if we have a capacity to explore it, are we ready for the reframe? I think so often we are a type of people who are like, okay, tell me what's the problem and what's the solution. Sometimes the solution is in the process. So the four steps sitting in the suck, investigate, manage, honor, and assess. The other thing I wanna encourage you is you have to know your why. Otherwise, what's, what's the purpose of doing this work? It is a lot of work to give up dieting. There has to be something that motivates you. I remember the shift that happened for me it was a couple years uh, after my, my goddaughter was born and I was babysitting a little boy and he was like, oh, you know, we went to this ice cream place, but mommy couldn't have any because she was, she's on a special diet or something like that. And I remember thinking like, I want to be the person that can take my niece out for ice cream and enjoy it. And they're like, yeah. And she got a cone and got fun sprinkles and, and was a part of the fun. It wasn't on a separate, on a separate diet because kids notice. Right. And I imagine we all have also memories from when we were kids and can remember, you know, the unwritten rules about food and diet and movement that we learned along the way. So my, my why is my goddaughter. My why is for all of the little girls in the world, all of the little kids really, that they would never have to think, but I don't know any fat, happy people. I don't know anybody who likes their body. Even my you know thin people in my life don't love their body. I want to be an inspiration and a safe place for the younger generation. There's, there's this old um, story adage, and I remember my professor telling me this, this story in grad school. And the story is about a pot roast 
and a little girl and her mom are making a pot roast. And she cuts off the end of the pot roast. And the little girl goes, mom, why did, why did you cut off the end of the pot roast? And she goes, well, that's just the way my mom did it. So they call up grandma. Grandma, why did we cut off the end of the pot roast? She goes, well, that's the way my mom did it. So we call up great grandma. And great grandma, why did we cut off the end of the pot roast? And great grandma says, because my pot wasn't big enough. To just because this is something that we have done our whole lives, that the generations before us have done, does not mean that this is how we have to keep living. This is how we take back our life. This is how we continue to live fully despite the hurdles that we are facing. Once again, it is not a journey. It's not a place of arrival. It's about the process. And I'm so honored to be in this process with you. Thanks, Paul. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Body Groovers Club. This podcast was made possible by my Body Groovers Club membership. If you like what you heard today, you can leave us a review and you can share this episode with all of your friends. If you're interested in learning more about how you can work with me, check out the link in my bio on my Instagram page at Body Image with Brie or my website at bodyimagewithbrie.com. Thank you again for being here, friends. Until next time.